Look, there is growing concern about the dire state of hospitals in Gaza. This map shows hospitals in the Gaza Strip. The UN says 20 out of 36 are no longer working. The biggest, Al-Shifa, is not functioning at all, according to the World Health Organization. Al-Shifa's head of surgery has told the BBC that a third premature newborn baby has died because of a lack of power. There are reports that Gaza's second biggest hospital, Al-Quds, has run out of fuel. It's now five weeks since Hamas designated a terror organization by the UK government, killed more than 1,200 people in Israel and took more than 200 hostage. Since then, Hamas officials say well over 11,000 people have been killed in Israeli attacks on Gaza. Well, let's go live to Jerusalem now and speak to our correspondent, Tom Bateman. Good morning, Tom. Another week begins. Just talk us through what's been happening overnight. Well, what we have is this really desperate situation at Ashifa Hospital. You were hearing about the World Health Organization talking about a perilous and dire situation, and that is because of the fact that around the hospital now, now there is very fierce fighting. They're talking about intense bombardment and armed clashes. And so within the hospital, on top of what has been, you know, a very, very, uh, an extremely difficult humanitarian situation for weeks now, it is effectively completely closed apart from what the Israelis say are safe evacu evacuation routes out. Now, Palestinians say that it is simply not safe. There are dead bodies lining the route that people have been shot at uh, and people killed when they um, have tried to leave. So it's extremely perilous. And in the middle of all this, this huge crisis with 36 now premature babies taken out of the intensive neonatal intensive care unit because it stopped functioning because of the loss of power, uh, now being kept in a uh, cardiac surgery room without the right equipment. They're not in incubators. They can't be kept properly warm. They have desperate needs. And the doctor there, Dr. Marwan Abusada, telling the BBC that he fears those babies will die unless either the hospital gets fuel to power incubators or there is a safe uh, evacuation for those babies. But it takes very specialised medical equipment to do that. Okay, hence the call on the, on the part of the WHO for action on this. In the meantime, there's been conflicting reports coming through overnight uh, about the hostages. Uh, Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu speaking to the US network NBC saying that a deal is, is possible, could come about, and yet we're getting yeah. reports from Reuters via Reuters, Hamas saying no, they've stopped talking because of the attacks on Al-Shifa. Well, first of all, when it comes to the hostages, we have had for weeks speculation, uh, the sense that perhaps a, a, a deal uh, to release a large number of hostages in exchange for a ceasefire and possibly also the release of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel. Those kinds of uh, discussions have been going on for a long time. And at various points, um, people have said, uh, including leading officials, that something could be close and then it hasn't come to fruition. So it's hard to read too much into either what Benjamin Netanyahu is saying or the, um, these denials by um, Hamas. I mean, my sense, talking to somebody 
uh, over the last week who's familiar with the negotiations is that you know the, the process is very intense it is certainly happening um, the one of the big problems is actually around communication because you have Qatar uh, which hosts the political offices of Hamas acting as mediators um, but certainly in the Israeli media it's being suggested it can take anything up to two days for messages from the Israelis and responses to come back from um, Hamas so it's clearly very very difficult but it seems that that possibility does remain on the horizon of a possible uh, release and potentially um, a large number but beyond knowing that the discussions it seems have been continuing up until this point I don't think we can speculate much more. Okay thank you for now Tom Bateman in Jerusalem for us well now let's bring you a special report from our international editor Jeremy Bowen who assesses what could happen next in Gaza and in Israel. The beds were full when Mossab Sobier was brought in wounded. Gaza's medics have to improvise. And a photo of premature babies at Shifa, the main hospital in Gaza, swaddled to stay alive after their incubators stopped working when the power ran out. All born in the cruelty of war. In the other Hamas-Israel wars, it would be time for a ceasefire by now and back to the same uneasy status quo until the next explosion. News teams can't cross into Gaza, so they come to Starot, the nearest Israeli town, to look in. Perhaps the biggest question is what happens in Gaza the day after? Who's going to be in charge? Israeli occupiers? An international force? Palestinians? If so, which Palestinians? This time it's different. The cost in lives from the Hamas attacks to Israel's response has thrust the conflict into unknown territory. With Israel on the attack, Prime Minister Netanyahu rejected America's day-after plan. The US wants the Palestinian Authority rivals to Hamas to run Gaza after the fighting and then a Palestinian state alongside Israel. Netanyahu opposes Palestinian independence and wants Israel to control security. Danny Yatom, once the Israeli spy chief, said that's why the Prime Minister snubbed Israel's most important ally. Israel should not stay too long in the Gaza Strip, one. Secondly, it will not be able to leave the Gaza Strip unless all the abductees are in our hands, back in a peaceful situation, and we won, we succeed Hamas. We won the war against Hamas. Now, there is a need to define what does it mean exactly to, to, to win. I define it as the collapse of Hamas as a body, as an organization, uh, losing its uh, chain of command. Israelis are united behind their army, but not their prime minister. These demonstrators outside his office in Jerusalem believe he is pandering to the hardline Jewish nationalists who keep him in power. Another big question for Israelis is the future of their prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. He was a divisive figure before the 7th of October. And since then, a lot of Israelis have started to blame him for the security and intelligence and military errors that allowed Hamas to attack with such devastating consequences. 
There's anger that after Hamas killed and abducted so many, mostly Israeli civilians, military and intelligence chiefs accepted their share of the blame and the Prime Minister did not. And pressure is growing for a ceasefire in exchange for hostages. What is fighting Hamas, okay? Of course, the, the, the Hamas needs to be taken down, okay? But the, the question of how to do it is also a significant question. And before I want to kill one single terrorist, I want each and every one of these people home. I want the 10-month-old baby home. I want that the 86-year-old home. I want that more then I want dead terrorists. Once they're home, we can finish the job. The pain and hatred unleashed since the 7th of October might overwhelm all those who still believe in peace, not permanent war. Almost every day in the West Bank, they bury more Palestinians killed in Israeli raids. This side of the occupied Palestinian territories is becoming the war's next battleground. The only answer, Western leaders say, is to revive the two-state solution, independent Palestine alongside Israel, a failed idea that survives only as a slogan. Sabri Saidam, an advisor to the Palestinian president, has heard it all before. I think it's empty, it's meaningless if it continues to be this way. If you want to do things, don't just walk, uh, don't just talk, just, you need to walk the talk and you need to implement things. If we continue with this uh, sloganeering without any results whatsoever, we're getting nowhere. When this war started, Joe Biden warned Israel not to be blinded by rage, as America was after the 9-11 attacks by Al-Qaeda. Now, Israel's tactics are alarming the Americans. They reiterate support for Israel, but say too many Palestinians have been killed by the war machine they helped Israel build. Inside Gaza, Israeli military censors say we can't show the faces of soldiers we filmed. Senior Western diplomats, firm Israeli allies, told the BBC that ending the war and dealing with the aftermath will be difficult and messy. The wall between Jerusalem and the West Bank is a monument to the death of the last peace process. So what do we know? Well, events since the attacks of October the 7th have shown that this conflict is not something that Israel can manage and the rest of the world can ignore. There's also the history of a century of conflict between Arabs and Jews for control of this land, and that shows that there's no military solution. So if the current bloodshed doesn't lead to a new and serious attempt to make peace, then there'll be more wars for more generations. But war hardens hearts. In Gaza today, in a brief pause, thousands more Palestinians fled the Israeli offensive. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News, Jerusalem.